0: Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study every single day, only about 13 minutes long each day. We can fit that little bit of time into our schedule, can't we? That keeps us in God's Word, and since faith comes by hearing the Word of God, being in a continual study every day is crucial to our staying strong and even growing stronger in our faith. But it also helps keep us focused on our relationship with God and helps us stay close to God. Help people in your life do the same, come close to God, walk with him, help somebody get to heaven. You know people in your life who need to get into God's word. They need to change their focus in life. Help them by sharing these short studies with them every single day. Your friends, your family members, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can every day. You can do that through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means. You may help somebody turn their life around. You may help somebody get to heaven. What a great blessing that will be for them. But it will also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everyone you can. We're going to get back into our new line of thought and study, asking the question, who's missing out? Well, again, people will say to their peers, to their friends, to some of their family members, man, you're missing out. Really, how am I missing out? What am I missing out? You're missing out by not getting drunk, by not going to wild parties, by not going to wild dances and frequenting public beaches where there's near nudity and sometimes complete nudity. You're missing out by not having sex with one person after another on a promiscuous basis. You're missing out by not taking drugs, by not bar hopping and bed hopping. A lot of people who are living in those kinds of sinful practices, and you could name others that would go along with that, they think the Christian life is boring, dull. It's not fun. But they don't see the full measure of what it is to be a Christian. They think anybody who's not drinking deeply from the fountain of sinful practices is missing out. But as we pointed out, our Lord and Savior in John chapter 10 and verse 10 said that he came to give us abundant life. How did he put it in John 10 and verse 10? The thief comes or does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Well, Jesus, he brought Christianity into the world. He brought the church into the world. He brought the gospel plan of salvation into the world. And he says, therein, is real abundant life. And so the devil's really done a number on those people who think that living in sinful practices, living sinful lifestyles, getting drunk, taking drugs, getting high, practicing promiscuous sex from one partner to another on an ongoing basis for years and years, they think the devil's done a number thinking that they're living the good life, the abundant life. How many young couples, and we probably couldn't even say they were really couples in a lot of cases, but how many babies have been born into this world to a single mother who was hopping from one bed to another with different guys on an ongoing basis? How many guys who have been going from girl to girl or woman to woman have been told by one of them, and they might not even remember the exact time they were with them because they've been with so many. And she finally contacts them and says, uh, I'm pregnant with your child. Well, none of them like that particular truth, do they? Now they have to deal with something. How many people have gotten drunk and gotten into fights and were injured severely, or gotten into car accidents and were injured severely, or maybe hurt somebody else severely, or maybe even killed somebody because they lost control. Of the same kind of eventuality because they were on some drug that made them high, and they were out of control. How many times have people looked back a little later in their life and lamented over, I wish I had not lived that way. I wasted so much time. You see, who's really missing out? It's not the dedicated, faithful Christian. It's the person who is missing all of the abundant life, the peace that passes understanding for those who have not experienced it, because it's a peace that comes only by being in Christ, walking with God in faithfulness. Philippians 4 and verse 7. They're missing out. Those are the ones who are missing out. They're missing out on knowing that God is walking with them because they're walking with God faithfully, obediently. They're missing out because they're not living in a, in a saved lifestyle in Christ. In Galatians chapter 5, beginning with verse 16, we read this, and and this is is really significant. Galatians chapter 5, beginning with verse 16, it really lays out both sides of the ledger, the two different lifestyles. The apostle Paul wrote, I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. And Paul is pointing out that the person who thinks, or at least professes, to be dedicated to God, to be faithful to Jesus Christ, but they're living in sinful practices on an ongoing basis— they're fooling themselves. They're the ones missing out. Paul says that's, that's a lustful, a worldly, a fleshly lifestyle. And that is absolutely contrary or opposite of a lifestyle that is being lived in the spirit, that is being lived in Christ. He goes on in verse 18 and says, but if you are led by the spirit, you're not under the law. Now, the works of the flesh are evident. Uh-oh. A whole lot of people don't want to hear these. These are the works of the flesh. Adultery, fornication. Man, you had to mention those right off the bat, didn't you? Yeah, that's that's how God guided the Apostle Paul to write God's very word in this text of Scripture. Works of the flesh. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness. Drunkenness, too? Yep. Yeah. Revelries and the like, and anything else that would fall into those kinds of similar lifestyles, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. What does that mean? They're not going to be in heaven. Those who live those kinds of lifestyles, they're not going to be in heaven. And then Paul paints the contrast to that, the opposite side of the ledger. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And verse 24, and those who are Christ's, have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Don't claim to be something that you're not. Don't try to pull the wool over... People's eyes by saying how much you love Jesus, how much you love God, how close you are to, to the Lord when you're walking away from him because you're taking part in all of those kinds of sinful lifestyles, practices, drunkenness, taking illicit drugs, being sexually promiscuous, and on and on and on. Again, what does the Apostle John write in 1 John chapter 2, verses 15 through 17? Do not love the world or the things of the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. So if you're walking in worldly practices, then you're not exhibiting the, that you love God through your lifestyle. He goes on and says, for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, now what is promiscuous sex? Hmm? It's initiated, provoked, acted upon through lust of the flesh. The lust of the eyes, the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And so those things, they're not of God. And if you're living a lifestyle that is characterized by those kinds of things, you're not living a godly lifestyle and the world is passing away, John goes on and says, and the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. Are you living in the will of God, living by the will of God? Are you studying his word and learning how he wants all of us to live, and then you are complying with those teachings? You see, if you're living in the worldly lifestyle, then you're not living a life that is going to lead you to eternity in heaven. You're the one missing out. People living like that are the ones missing out, not the faithful, dedicated Christians who are living faithfully to God and serving him in a dedicated faith fashion. We'll look a little bit deeper next time. Let's pray. Father in heaven, again, Thank you for giving us your word to guide us in the best life that a person can live with the greatest hope and the greatest outlook, eternity with you in heaven, and help people to open their eyes to see that very truth and to see the lie that the devil places before them, thinking that they can have the greatest life, the most fun, by living in ungodliness. Help them to see the falsehood of that belief, that practice. Please, Father, please forgive us and hear our prayer, gracious Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.